podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. Hello and welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Three, hey, hey, hey. two ninety six. Oh, ready? Uh, two ninety six. And Palace are in the Champions League spots. Well is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> so, uh, I think none of us would have expected that, would they? After the Sheffield United game two weeks ago, no, absolutely not, not, not crazy. After that, not after that pod, no. A couple of two weeks. So, discussing our European tour for next season, we have Kevin Day. Hello, James Endicott. Hello. And pod debutant comedian Chloe Pett. Hi, How are thanks you? for having me. Yeah, I'm really, really good. I was, uh, I was saying to the guys beforehand that um, someone came up to me in the pub after the game on Saturday, and was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." It was, a, it was a bloke, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we heard you on Fighting Talk. We thought you we were quite good, but you know, um, you won't have made it until you get on FYP." And I was like, "I strongly hope that that isn't the case." Um, but also, here I bloody am. So, yeah. well, well done us. We just make dreams happen. Thank you, mate. It's what we do on this podcast. Um, speaking of which. Please give us a uh, oh. subscribe to the podcast. Hey, we've got to get the admin out of the way. Subscribe to the podcast. It's give us a five star review no. on iTunes. It helps us. Embarrassing others. pleading for a five star review. Well, we've got one. It worked. We've got one. Yeah, we've got one. After the now and half of you literally begging for a five star review last week, clearly so we, it works. I've got to keep doing it. It's from the number one DTM who left a five star review last week and said the best place for palace related discussion, which I think is it's, it's probably always fair. good to have a pseudonym, isn't it? Yeah, well done, <laughs> well, done well done, Mr. Daly. Also, <laughs> well do you remember JD a couple Senior. of weeks ago I did a shout out of our, a random patron shout out? Yes, I, do. I forgot last week to do it, so I'm going to do two. Well, that was random. Now, That's just <laughs> as forgetting is random. It's good. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. So I'm doing two this week. Shout out to Peter Gale. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. And Duncan Annis. Oh, hello, Duncan. Duncan, Duncan, by the way. Duncan Duncan is part of the patron-only WhatsApp club, which you can become a member of if you subscribe to the $5 Jason Punch and Tear. There's a lot of pleading on this podcast. Jason Punch and Tear. Yeah, there's different tiers, and they've all got palace-related names. What goes on in the WhatsApp? Whoa, we can't tell you. You don't want to know what goes on in the WhatsApp. You just pay money. Can I get my $5 out? Just a lot of nice chaps, a lot of nice people. First rule of WhatsApp is we don't talk about (laughs) WhatsApp. Right. Um, Also, we are doing a giveaway of um, an Andros Townsend goal of season, goal father print. Uh, Goalfather do these uh, prints of goals on Instagram. So uh, go and look on that on Instagram. So it's very small then. It's very small. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Uh, Which is uh, Instagram.com forward slash FYP fanzine. Right. Let's get into Saturday's game. (laughs) A 1 0 win against Aston Villa. Um, Plenty of good things going on in the game, Chloe. But let's start. Let's get it out the way. Early doors. 
the Grealish incident? I mean, I think we all have to be in agreement that the ref has had a bit of a howler there. Uh-uh. Oh, okay. Do you think? Uh-uh. You think it was a foul? Um, so I think that I don't think it's as clear cut as most people seem to be saying it is because basically I was watching Grealish go through the defence and in my head I'm going, he wants to go down, but he's waiting to get into the box to go down. Yeah. And then, so obviously Kevin Friend is thinking exactly the same thing of he's just waiting, waiting, waiting until he's in the box. And then I think he blows up for the foul and then Gary Cahill kicks him. And if but everyone's going like, oh, but he wasn't going down for the foul. He was trying to get the pass away. No, he's trying to kick the ball away so that when there's contact, the ball's not there yeah. for, for Gary Cahill to get the ball. He gets his leg instead. But I do have to say that if that happened to us, I would be absolutely fuming. Of course, yeah. But he did, Kevin, as we were talking before the pod, he does that thing, that Harry Kane thing of leaving your leg, dragging your leg and leaving it in and sort of almost jumping into the player. Uh, to, to be honest, I'm surprised we're even here podding, we should be outside 10 Downing Street protesting against what was apparently the greatest injustice in the history of football. <laughs> According to Jermaine Jenis, the worst refereeing decision in the Premier League, despite the fact that not five minutes before our game on match of the day, we'd seen a Leicester player attempt to break the leg of a Bournemouth player and not even get a yellow card. It was, it was a man who spent the afternoon diving, being penalised for a dive by a man who was a yard away from the incident. I've yet to see any camera angle that convinces me it wasn't a dive. Uh, there's no, there was simply, despite every, you know, despite the BBC, the Sky, the obsession with middle-aged men who have spent three years asking for VAR to be brought in, floundering because not only could VAR not be used in that incident, VAR's not working full stop, so they had to come up with a story. It was just ridiculous. Generally, and Grealish does that thing, as Chloe says, he's like a relay runner, but with his leg. He holds his leg out <laughs> and waves it about like he's waiting for a baton to be passed to his studs. And that's why I was never worried that the goal was going to be given. You could, you could hear the whistle. The whistle had gone. The referee was pointing towards our goal, so it was, our, it was definitely our free kick. And then what is, it's the Villa manager's lucky day because instead of having to sit in front of the cameras yeah. and explain why his team was so poor, yeah. and were well beaten by a much better side. He was able to you know, fake anger over that one incident. It's glossed over the fact that Villa fans behaved abominably after the game and caused three of our stewards to be treated for medical injuries. They also behaved abominably through half-time. The, the mood music in the half, in the half away, it was Palace fans moving away from the, the barrier as stuff kept coming through it. Saliva, beer being thrown over the top. It's just, I, I'm, I'm really, I was actually quite angry with the way I emailed BBC afterwards because I was quite angry at the way the game was treated. And it's partly our fault because we should have taken, we should have been four nil up. Yeah, yeah. agree. But yeah. the whole narrative, and I think Chloe's uh, explanation is, is as as good as any. The whole narrative was about that that one incident, which is nowhere near as clear cut as everybody's making it. There's still, you simply can't find an angle that proves that. He didn't dive, and I'm not saying he did dive, but you can't prove that he didn't. And if if VAR was able to in, intervene, they wouldn't have overturned that decision. Well, this is the thing as well, James, because obviously once the whistle had gone, it didn't really matter what Lansbury did. He could have smashed it into the top yeah. of the Whitehorse line. It didn't matter because the, the game was dead. Yeah. And as Kevin says, is VAR going to going to pull that back? It's not clear and it isn't cut, clear. Is it's it? clear. It was it was 
a decision made by the referee who's human and he made a mistake or he didn't make a mistake, whatever. That's the debate. You get debates like that through every football game. Yeah. It just so happens it was in the 93rd minute when the team were 1-0 down. You know, I, I know a lot of Villa fans and they were sending me messages after going, we really deserved that point. We were robbed. <laughs> That's absolutely going, rubbish. But you weren't. There were, there were people saying, that was two teams playing really badly. I was going, were you what, actually at the same game? Yeah. yeah. They were just so incensed by that decision. But, you know, this is one of the things that VAR is going to going to wipe out the game we as football fans we're all we we love these incidents where we could debate them for weeks and weeks afterwards it's what we do I, I was listening to uh, Radio 5 last night and Ian Wright was on there and that Chris Sutton guy and uh, they were talking about this incident yeah and you know they were saying well you know it's this you know there, there are mistakes and there are going to be mistakes just get over it just move on you know, this whole VAR thing has just got to stop yeah, I think, well, I think. The, the irony is it wasn't a VAR incident. Well, but, yeah, but, well, but, you know, know you make, but, but, exactly, but they were all saying on match of the day, yeah. oh, but VAR is here to to overturn these ridiculous yeah. decisions. But it's not well, like because VAR is still human, human well, error. Of course it is. Human error is part of football. The amount of time, and yes, if it had been one of our players going down, we would be sat here absolutely incensed because we're football fans. Well, this is the no, thing. No, Selsey wouldn't be. That's why well, well, I'm quite pleased for Selsey's BBS future that he's not here to say, well, we need to maintain some balance about this. It was clearly a dive. But the, the thing that Villa fans should be most incensed about, and I, I think we did dodge a bullet, was Wilf's foul on Taylor. Yeah, that was... Because Wilf... In, I, do you know what? I don't even remember Wilf, I don't remember Wilf went over to apologise to him. It was, it was Taylor had passed the ball forward, and about five seconds later, Wilf went right through him. Did he get booked? No. Because partly because he went, it, it, Wilf looked like he was concerned what he'd done, and he apologised and helped him up. And the referee seemed to think that was, but that was that was a yellow card, bordering on red. I thought so. If, if Villa fans want, to, Villa fans want to be cross about anything. It, it should be that they, they the Villa fans should be cross that their team didn't really turn up. Well, exactly, they, and were, they, were, they, were, they were they were they were rubbish, and they, and, were, I, and they were physical. I think it smacked of Premier League inexperience because yeah, yeah. yeah. Aston Villa were all the fans were incensed that they were getting bookings. But the thing is, they were making tactical fouls that were in their their defensive half, whereas we were making tactical fouls on them. I've, I've lost how I'm trying to say no, it. In, in our attacking half. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, Final third. We, we were doing the little tactical fouls much earlier that yeah. don't lead to a booking, yeah. whereas they was doing them... Yeah. Well, we, also, were also, we were pressing high. We were pressing yeah. very high and all oh, the midfielders oh, yeah. were pressing their back four. Also, I think as well, Probably two of the yellow cards in the championship would probably not have been yellow cards. Do you think? Yeah, because I think the championship is a more robust, is a more physical. Yeah. The Premier League is far. People misunderstand the Premier League. The Premier League is faster, but it's not as physical. Defenders don't jump in. The championship is a much more robust physical league, and referees tend to let things go. So I think that's where. But do you mean partly where the naivety comes from as well? Is, mm. that, is that they're expecting the same leeway? from mm. Premier League refs and, and Premier League refs referee to slightly different standards. Do you mean the yellows, the, the Trezeguet two yellows? That, no, no, I thought the, they were all, both yellows. The, no, no, Trezeguet, but I think two of the, I think the first two... They had like five yellows. Yeah, they, yeah they, 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 the first two, I think, pr- probably wouldn't have been yellows in the, in the championship, mm-hmm. basically. The Trezeguet deserved to get sent off, there's no doubt about it. But I, I just, as soon as they were picking up all those five or six yellows, I turned to the guy next to me and was like, "They're going to get, they're going to get a red in the second yeah. half." Because yeah. all 
again, it's experience. All Wilf is going to do is sort of drift along the line yeah. and have a go at all of them that have got yellows and see if, yeah, he, can, yeah. Yeah. if he can get them. Which happened know? with Which the happened. second Trezeguet one. Yeah. It, was a very, yeah. it was a very simple But it is one. interesting, you talk about the experience, and this is, you know, we're talking about our team palace, and it's taken us six seasons yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. to get this experience, whereas Aston yeah. Villa, you're right, you're yeah. rightly saying, Chloe, you know, they don't have the experience. And it's not, it's not as simple as people think getting experience. You only get experience by just playing in that league, you know, year in, year out. And I think that game proved... Yeah. Prove that we have grown up as a team massively. That second half felt like a really mature second half response. Yeah. And how many times have we come out a half time, Kip, and Palace okay in the first half, and we come out after second half and it's flat and nothing happens, especially yeah, against I've, ten men when red card happens. I thought the first five minutes of each half, same similar to the Everton game, I thought we looked very flat in the first five minutes of each half, but then we were clearly the better team. The only disappointment for me was I, I assumed which is wrong because we know how conservative Roy is that I thought as soon as he went down to 10 men he would take probably Kiati off mm. and bring Camarasa or, or Mayer on uh, but he stuck to his plan but we were, the, we were the better team when they had 11 men and we played some mm. really good, good and I've, I don't think I've ever seen that and I, again it's probably psychological Chloe because suddenly we've decided Cahill's the best thing we've ever done <laughs> but which is because we didn't we, it, yeah. really, the, the, the really angry pod we did after Sheffield United Cahill mm. didn't get mentioned at all but now but and I think it, everybody's going, oh, okay, he was brilliant. It's like we, I can't remember a time when our back four seemed to have more time on the ball in the Premier League, when we were actually passing from from the back and passing. And we clearly had the plans. I watched Villa against Everton when they got a lot of free kicks from Grealish going down in the middle of the pitch, and they take those free kicks really quickly. And Everton got themselves into all sorts of bother trying to stop the quick free kicks, whereas we let them do it. We kind of conceded the middle of the pitch to them coming forward because we seemed to know that they wouldn't, didn't have the guile to get around us. And as soon as we got the ball at the back, we were switching it wide, mm-hmm. playing with two proper wingers almost, and they couldn't cope with that all And afternoon. bear in mind, that's the back four that we've criticised, Chloe, as being, you know, no one yeah. got Wardy there, people say isn't good enough, PVA's been in bad form, and then Martin Kelly's our third or fourth choice centre-back. So it's, it's pretty amazing, isn't we've it? We've conceded fewer goals than the other team in the Premier League. Uh, yeah, I've got it right here. That's yeah. fact. Yeah, I've got it right here. We've got two goals this season, Liverpool three, Man City three, Everton four. The best defence in the Premier League. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it is crazy. But, yeah, I mean, you, you've got to look at who we've come up against thus far and there will be greater tests. But You're, it, you're, you're in the cells, you see. Oh. Aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I just want it out there early. I'm a pal- Palace pessimist through and through. Oh, okay. Like, I will never I will never be hopeful or optimistic. But I, I, I think it's it's a solid back four and it's there's a solid, when we're defending, there's a solid five in front of it. And yeah. that's what you're going to get with any Hodgson team. Two two lines of four, I yeah. guess, with with Luca sort of sitting in the hole in the middle. It, it, we're always going to be organised. We're always going yeah. to look to but it, but it. But it, it was adding on top of that. Well, the, the irony is, I think, is if we had spent 30 million quid on a striker and 30 million quid on a right back and we were in the same position, we'd be going, everyone's a genius. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I'd, and I'd be reluctantly be going, well, maybe Dougie does know what he's doing, but <laughs> I'm in a situation where we are fourth and I can still say Dougie doesn't know what he's doing. So for me, it's perfect. <laughs> it's ideal for you. I get, yeah. I get, it's a win-win situation. <laughs> both yeah, but I don't think any of us would have thought after that. Sh- and I think the response to the Sheffield United game has been fantastic, Chloe. Yeah, mm. excellent. You know, 
And that's not something you expect. I think we were, we were saying last week on the pod, after the Sheffield game and then after the United game, seeing two very different teams go out, it was really important that we put up a great performance mm-hmm. on Saturday. And even if that goal had have stood for Villa and it ended up being 1-1, would have been deflated, they wouldn't have deserved it. But the performance itself yeah. was so yeah. much better than we've, yeah. Yeah, than we've yeah. been expecting. Yeah. I think that was the really... Yes, the three points are great and we're fourth and we're in the Champions League and we're booking our flights already. <laughs> but, <laughs> but saying that, even if we had have conceded in the last minute... I do think we were sat here, how the dust had been settling, saying that was a really great performance yeah. and the, the, the team are really coming back after that shocking... And at this stage Sheffield. of the season, sometimes it's almost more important to look at performances than it is points. So obviously points are important. But... I, f- I think if that goal had gone in, though, we would have been absolutely fuming because yeah, of course. Yeah. we would have been going, we deserve that win, we deserve that win, but it would have been nobody's fault but ours because, as you said earlier, Kevin... We, there were so many opportunities that we should have put away and we will get punished yeah. down the line yes. if we don't start putting those away. Yeah. You are and a pessimist, aren't you? Killing, yeah, nice. uh, massively. <laughs> I'm so scared. We're, we're going to have such a good start and then we're going to get relegated. I'm just really scared. It's going to be scared. like 2015-16 oh, so all over again. Like party away and but it's, it's so lovely to have the, the international break, though, in this situation. Yeah. yeah, I think the disappointing thing as well, though, in terms of the chances... Because again, you come away thinking, well, great, we created the chances. Well, it's not just the striker. It's three or four times... Uh, second half created it twice first half MacArthur where the ball went across their box mm. and none of our midfield players are, break, yeah. are breaking their necks to yeah get into you them. did one didn't you yeah and yeah. The, the, the ball's going basically across an empty box and that's something we need to need yeah. to resolve because it's not it, it wasn't on Saturday a chance of strikers missing opportunities it was a chance of opportunities going begging because other players hadn't, yeah. hadn't well, on, on that, I've got a couple of stats actually on there. So Duncan Alexander, Hi, Duncan. the sort of stats Hi, guy on, on Twitter, says Palace are only the 24th team in top flight history to score three goals or fewer in their opening four games but gain seven plus points. <laughs> That's a good stat. <laughs> great great stat. None of the previous 23 teams won the league, none of them were relegated and their average finishing position was 11th. I'll take That's it. Palace's <laughs> season is done. <laughs> He's I'll take it. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> all, and, and just really quickly on, while we're talking on the defence, a word for Guaita, 10 clean sheets in 23 league games since signing. That's, almost half. That's that's pretty decent, isn't it? Doesn't he scare you though? He's so <laughs> unorthodox. Yeah. He's fit. He, even his movements are very sort of like super. Like there's just he, he moves his arm just when he doesn't need to. Do you know what I mean? Well, there was one. I think it's very palace, I'm, actually, isn't it? I'm not sure how much of a testament that is to him as a keeper or it is to the back four. Uh-huh. But there was one moment in the second half. We were one 0 up, and I sort of was chatting to my mate. Uh, I happened to uh, glance at the, the scoreboard to see what as I do every five seconds, <laughs> thinking, why has only five seconds gone since? <laughs> I love and, then, yeah, and, then so, and then we both went, Great, it was standing on the halfway line. Yeah. For no for no yeah. apparent reason. We were on the attack and he was standing on the halfway line. And it's like, I would desperately trying to Google translate the Spanish for. Get, get back. Get, <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing Because he does, he, he looks like he wants to join in. But do you think yeah. that could be his brilliance? Because you know they say keepers yes. you know, are all crazy. I think so. yeah. He is obviously mad. Yeah, but I think I think that is part of his brilliance, yeah. definitely. And character. We like players with character at Palace, and I think that fits into it's us. It's funny, you know, it's one of Streeties, the much-missed Streeties. Who? Oh, free the street. Free the street. <laughs> uh, we miss you, buddy. But uh, He we, doesn't listen. We, we don't miss the fact that it's one of his things, oh, we've never got a keeper who's kept us in the game single-handedly. And Gwaita not, not even, never needed to do that, really, because it turns out, bizarrely, despite everything we thought about this in, the, in the summer, our defence is still quite 
quite capable mm. to the extent that I'm not entirely sure whether Hodgson needs to worry I mean he will replace but Ward has had two really good games yeah he's been very good really good very really good. measured very really solid. calm mm. Van Arnholt's still getting forward but he's calmed down a little bit at the back and it, and again it's the miss it's, he is a worry though still he's still yeah. very, very wasteful I was watching him on Saturday and yeah. he's, of all the back four he's the only one that's every time Cahill was getting him up was still a yard behind yeah. when the mm. ball went out to the wing on the touch line he was slow to get out to him. He's, there's these little bit going forward, great. But there's these little bits. What, yeah. If you watch PVA, you think he's not quite on the same page as everyone else. And that, and on Saturday, he was doing things where he'd win the ball back in his final third, and then pass it down the line straight to them again. Yeah. Yeah. There's these little lapses but of concentration. The other thing, defensively, JD made a point you, you, when Jim James talked about uh, we've learnt Premier League ways. Remember, tell me, tell him what you said about the fouling. Our, Oh, yeah. So I noticed on Saturday we were doing rotational fouling on Grealish, the same that Watford do on Wilf. Oh, really? And I loved it. It was great. There was one moment. I loved it. I loved it. There was one moment where Luca went through him, gave away a free kick, and you're like, okay, fine, like right on the halfway line or even further back. And then as Grealish does that thing, you said earlier, picks the ball up, moves it quickly, and Chiate just went straight through him about a second later, and the ref played on. But I just thought, that's nice. They're actually learning. We're learning a little bit. We're getting a little bit nasty. You have to learn to play the game. Well, I thought. I thought. Uh, not that I'm. I'm not. You know. Uh, you know. We just. Sure. We discussed last week. Whether, we, we all agreed, Chloe, that we thought Roy would start with the same eleven that fin- as Man United. Yeah. Even though we're at home against a poorer team, but I thought in midfield we looked as not nasty, but I think we looked as solid and as competitive. And I think again, I think that took Villa by surprise because in their home game against Everton, in which they looked good, they sort of overwhelmed Everton in the, in the middle. And they they deserved to beat Everton, but they didn't get the ball to their centre forward once. Yeah, and they were out, we out muscled them in, mm. in in midfield, which is which is great. In, in the absence of being out, great. being able to outplay someone, it's in great midfield. to out muscle them. But you know that can only get you so far. You know, yeah, we, we, that, without that, being a doom merchant, we, the one thing we do we're still missing that creative little spark. Yeah, in yeah. And, well, that's why we I was, yeah. that's why I was but convinced Camarasa would come on when they mm. were down to 10 against men. teams like Villa and Everton. You, you, you've got to be you've got to be. You had to be weighed your combats, basically. Yeah, which they were. Well, yeah, and speaking of which, we're going to talk after the break about the man who did that just for us, and that is one Ghanaian Messi, aka <laughs> <laughs> the Goat, Jordan Ayew. <laughs> Welcome back to the Five Blood Podcast. Pod two ninety six, and of course, part two as ever is sponsored by the Athletic, who we're in partnership with this season. Uh, they've signed up a world class team of writers covering every club, including the best coverage of Crystal Palace. Uh, they're a subscription based app and website, and they're completely ad free. No ads, no annoying pop ups, <laughs> just brilliant articles. Stop <laughs> laughing, Kevin. Uh, welcome to the new home of football writing. Um, if you visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FYP, you can get a 30 day free trial and 50% off your yearly subscription. And uh, they're obviously giving us an article each week that we can use as a jumping off point. Now, obviously. Which is usually written by Matt Woosnam. Matt Woosnam, yeah. yeah. This week's article, of course, is about Jordan Ayew. It's called A Simple Switch has seen Ayew shine, but left Townsend in the shade. Oh, poor Andros. Um, I'm going to read a little section from it now. To carry out the lone striker role perfectly is invaluable to Hodgson's system by running the channels, moving into correct positions, and generally causing havoc for defenders. Ayew has done all the things he and Benteke struggled to achieve last season. Now, check this out. It's been a remarkable turnaround. His three games this campaign have seen him register as many shots on target, three, as he did in 20 appearances last season. Wow. He's already scored twice compared to one goal last season. What's been the turnaround? 
Well, I think exactly what it says, isn't it? That he's he's had that sort of uh, positional change where I, I don't even know how to describe it. Can someone help me? It's crazy. No, because it's it's kind of we were talking about this after the game. It's kind of hard to put your finger on what I mean. It's sort of nominally changed to a four three three and a little bit, but he's not. He covers so much of the the, the ground. It, it reminded me a little bit, but he's not just a centre forward now because he's kind of he spends as much time on the left hand side as he does in the middle. So does it remind you a little bit of when Allardyce came in and he instead of a. I can't remember what formation we've been playing prior to when Allardyce came in, but he just switched up to a 4-3-3 yeah. and that's when Benteke got all those goals yeah, because yeah. it was Zaha down the right and Andros down the yeah. left and then just whipping crosses in. Yeah. And it was just kind of a bit like he did that thing that we always cry out for, which is play players in their preferred position. Yeah. And it feels yeah. like he's just gone reverted back to that rather than trying to... Yeah, because well, he, look, tactical he looks happy up there. It, you know what he reminded me? He's not. He's not Costa, but in in his mm. in the way he worked their back four, niggles them. He just niggles it's them. Exactly he just gets amongst the defenders uh, 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 and causes yeah. trouble. Yeah. he's just a nuisance. He's yeah. not the most technically gifted player, yeah. but he's he's learning within the Palace team how to cause a nuisance. Mm. And he's maybe he's been too thinking last season, just like well, he's got he's got the Bentekes around, he's yeah. got the Androsses and the Wilfs, and he's like further down the pecking order. I think that goal at Man United at Old Trafford yeah. really boosted him up. Yeah. Like, I mean, anybody who scores a goal at Old Trafford yeah. has got to feel mm. a split of striker. You're feeling good about yourself. And he came in and he started from the moment the whistle went yeah. on Saturday. He just he just gets in around them and just causes Boston, problems. Yeah. And also, I mean, that there was a little bit of luck with his goal, but you know, it did sort of bounce off him right correctly. But you know, he, he made that himself. Yeah. But he, he made it himself. He, he made it himself, and it happened right in front of me. And you just thought, is he going to get the way he got through those two players? And but then, as he did at Old Trafford, he had a cool head. Yeah. Whereas what we've had before, you've even yes. with even with Benteke and yeah. and with Wilf many a times. That's going to the just, keeper. They just yeah. Yeah. they just exactly. lose the coolness. They just yeah. they forget all the things they've been doing on the training pitch. We are, we see these tweets, don't we, all week about this great goal that. Will Scott on the training pitch. <laughs> look at Christian Benteke got a hat trick on the training pitch. When he gets the games, they can't do it. But what I think what Jordan's doing, yeah. he's doing it. He's he's got that mentality. He's keeping a level head. What, and let's just hope it continues. What I like about Ayu is when Benteke's playing up top and he's playing the lone striker role, he's always either going backwards or forwards. So if he's going backwards and the ball's just bounced off him and yeah. he's lost it. Whereas if he gets it, he thinks he needs to turn around and run forwards. Whereas what Ayu does is he runs across the pitch waiting for everyone to catch up with him. Him, just yeah. retaining the ball, yeah. and it's really outstanding. There was a couple yeah. of moments in the first half where he came really deep, won the ball, and then did exactly as Chloe said, waited for the midfield to catch up with him, but had the confidence to to, to hold the ball with mm. defenders and, and midfield players around him. But that was a really good team goal as well. I mean, it was yes, a, it was it was a throw. Yeah. But, what, but what I loved about it as well, because you see IU pointing, he's telling telling Slack where he wants it, and I have to say, from from our view, we weren't that goal of the season because we thought he'd beaten the two defenders twice. But <laughs> you see it, turns out Tyrone Mings and they spent a lot of money off. But but again, the finish. But I've, I was. I well, think, one of them was um, was Jack Grealish. But it's funny it, how oh, you didn't uh, leave his leg out on going yeah. down the finish. But the finish. But I I can't remember celebrating a Palace goal at home yeah, like same. that. Same. Oh, it was, it was amazing. It was, it was amazing. But also, yeah. I actually got same. quite. I got quite tearful because. You could see how much it meant to Ayu, and you could see the the fans clearly almost 
as one, wanted to kind of apologise for all the mm. negative. Yeah. You know, some of it coming from us at the start of the season. But also, it was relief, wasn't it? Was, it? it was because relief, but it was also, it's like they, they just wanted to sort of celebrate with him. because we, we, we were at home as well. Let's yeah. remember, we yeah, were at home, yeah. and it was a big thing to get that goal. Yeah. Well, it was, but the celebration, you see, even on Match of the Day, it's like the Homesdale goal is absolutely yeah. bizarre. And the next like, few like minutes, yeah. that um, chant was going around the There were people yeah. in the Arthur going crazy, people in the main stand. I celebrated so much, actually, look. I did that to my leg. Yeah, oh. that doesn't really show on radio. But I'll take a photo. Be, I thought it was going to be more impressive. <laughs> oh, oh um, you I mean, it hurts a lot, does that? Clary, you're talking about a man who sat on the touchline at Sellers Park after that five with a, a Sainsbury's bag full of ice on his ankle <laughs> on a stool. The medical professionals said literally, I could do it. Literally so. pointing it. We, there was no medical professionals there that day. <laughs> you sent someone to Sainsbury's. He's the worst hypochondriac when it comes to football injuries. Anyway. He thinks he's so. Because he's I from. Just, I just get targeted. He's from his. By chairs in the, in the main stage. It's because he's from Hever Castle, you see. So his his version of an injury is different. Like Edenbridge, I don't live in Hever Castle. Well, his version I mean, of an injury is different to the rest of us from South London, basically. What, chopping people's heads off? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just. Um, he was out with a shaving. An- Amberlin reference. Um, just. <laughs> <laughs> on the formation, because yeah. I think it's interesting, it's a fair point that this formation is really suiting Iwood. A couple of questions from Mike Clark. Hi, Mike. And Duncan Annis, who we mentioned earlier, both, oh, yeah, hi, both part of our WhatsApp Hi, club. And they both said, really great to see Roy stick with three midfield and Wilf and Jeffrey wide. Do you think this is more adaptable system than the rigid 4-4-2? And Duncan says, do you think 4-3-3 is the way forward? And how do we unlo- unlock a bit more sort of cutting edge goals uh, with existing personnel? And is Jordan, he scores when he wants, are you the answer <laughs> to our problems? But this 4-3-3 is working, James, isn't it? it well, yeah, it went. It did work, and I, you know, I, I think you just got to approach without sounding like a cliche. You got to approach every game mm. as it comes, and I think you know, Roy very often just totally s- sticks to what he knows and sticks yeah. to what he does. And I just think the fact he's moved the formation, and maybe the next game will be something different. I just think, I just think that we just need to have maybe this again an, another learning thing. It's about having that fluidity of how the team play and work together, and the formation of it. I, sus- I, I suspect we won't play four three three away at Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, no, we won't. Of course and, not. Yeah. And I, I, I'm pleased to see us playing at home, but I would, I would still, as close as we've got better teams to play at Sellers Park, and I'd still rather yeah. one of the three was a more creative yeah. player. Because Camarasa. In the, uh, mid, in the middle, midfield. In the middle of midfield, because you know, we, we keep being told that Camarasa is actually quite physical and quite handy as well. So I just think we, we still lack. I mean, Ayu's done a brilliant job, but kind of creating stuff. Not out of nothing, but he's he's made his chances and he's taken them very well. We still need somebody, I think, to unlock. I Without mean, if, if, if he's got some, I mean, his movement has been so good. Mm. If he's got a midfield player who can pick him out with those passes, well, that's I've, the player we think Max Meyer, or we uh, thought Max Meyer would yeah, be, yeah, yeah. which is not turning we, out to be the case. Yeah, but we do I, one but, pod of that talking about Max Meyer. I know. Uh, but, sorry. but I, you know, if, if we get 10, 15 goals out of him this season, that'll be probably eight, nine more than we thought we would. And I, mm. with mm. with the yeah, increasing for, for two million pounds, and you would exactly, and you, you imagine his confidence must be sky must high, be sky high. Absolutely. But and it, I, I, you know, even at Tottenham, you can see him. Tottenham's back four is kind of you know makeshift, especially at right back. I think he'll cause just as much consternation because Absolutely. I think he'll be happy. He'll 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 be very confident whoever he, he takes on. Yeah. Did you guys notice before he scored though? He was about to be taken off. Yeah. yeah. Roy had lined yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, felt, he almost felt sorry for Christian. You and I <laughs> and normally we criticise Roy, don't we, for saying not changing things early enough? But I was sat there thinking d- d- it's it's clearly coming. Don't yeah, change yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah, feel yeah. the momentum building. Yeah. Don't change. Mm. And it would have been 
really harsh on Jordan to take him off. I'm, uh, I'm so pleased he got that goal because he, his performance deserved it. But if he had been taken off, it would have been really harsh. In some ways, it felt like uh, Hodgson was only making that change in response to all of our complaints of he doesn't change anything. <laughs> because as you say, like there was no need to change it. I think he just felt like, oh, I've, got, I've, got, yeah. I've got to try something here. But the worst thing to do would have been yeah. to bring on Benteke because we were having loads of uh, good, good sort of uh, play playing along the ground through the middle and then out on the channels um, and when Benteke comes on we just knock him up to him because yeah. that's all he can do yeah. Yeah. and he doesn't even do that very well but um, yeah but going back to the 4-3-3 I think we could very easily play a 4-3-3 against Tottenham because it it transitions defensively so nicely to 4-5-1 yeah, but that's dependent on Wilf being willing to track yeah. back yeah. Well, and I'm not playing, sure yeah. if, well also exactly. I, I, I kind of think if, if we do play like that i I suspect it, that's when Townsend might come back into the team for, mm. for Slough. Because I think what's interesting about the article you read out from The Athletic there is that Townsend's pretty much two-footed and he's also very good at cutting back in mm. uh, from either flank. So I think he would probably think he's a bit unlucky to be replaced by Schlupp. I mean, Schlupp and gets, he works, man. He works. Yeah. Def- that's what I mean. Defensively, he works. He really does work. Yeah. And if we're worried about Van Arnold, I suspect that Andros <coughs> on the left... Would be a better defensive option than Schlupp yeah. would be. Mm. I love but, Schlupp, but, though. Yeah, we all do, but we had this discussion about him last week. But I, see, I wonder whether Hodgson's more wedded to the actual players he's picking or the, or the formation. Because I think it'd be interesting to see whether he retains the formation and those players mm. or whether he puts. I think they've what, deserved you know, whatever formation he played, they have all deserved to play a game because they were so good against Villa. Well, also, it's interesting that we, we can't make it. We, it's a running thing on this pod, Chloe, since the start of the season. We, and we've argued with ourselves and each other about whether the squad's really strong or still really weak. Yeah, but, but it's it's this, seemed, uh, but, this yeah, but you, week but, it's quite strong. But this the week bench, is, though, <laughs> but the bench but, but we're in a good situation exactly. where we've got players. We're talking about players that could come in. Yeah, essentially, the bench which, on which, Saturday was yeah, very strong. Which, if, really? I thought there was yeah, good really options. Yeah. Camarasa, could, uh, can I Townsend? give a, a shout out to Andros um, in the Colchester game? He. The what game? I'm sorry. We only we only win and we're only in the Champions League places. That's, that's Palace now. Exactly. The Colchester game. That Woods chap, uh, right back. Yeah. Andros was brilliant with him. Was it? And he did exactly the same with Wamba Saka last yes. year in his yes. first yeah. couple yeah. of games, or the the year prior in his first couple of games, where I don't think Wamba Saka would have got. Well, this is a very bold claim. A, a, a watered down version of what I'm about to say. I don't think Wan-Bissaka would have got the run in the team that he did if it wasn't for Andros because Wan-Bissaka's positional play isn't brilliant and he looked like a bit of a lost lamb in those first couple of games that he played but he he got away with it and Andros was stood there going stand there, drop in here, go there and he did exactly the same with Woods and it was really brilliant to watch and I think when we talk about Palace's mentality Andros is a yeah. real sort yeah. of proponent of yeah. that, that I, I, think, I think that's a very valid point because Wan-Bissaka as Man United fans are finding out he's got the pace to recover uh, when he's out of position but yeah. a couple of times against us he was caught out of position really badly and it's it's actually really frustrating for Southgate that uh, statistically Wan-Bissaka had his worst ever game in the Premier League against us against <laughs> us yeah, yeah. And, 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 and obviously goes straight into Southgate's first England of squad of course yeah. which is just really annoying we didn't get a sniff under under well, when he was at Palace what which would you expect but it's still really but the most annoying thing is he had a really bad game and went straight into the 
yeah. into the English. I've, st- I've given up like getting annoyed by that because it's just. Yeah, but I just think things. I don't know. It's like Brexit, I, I think it's turning out that fifty million <laughs> quid. Too tiring. Fifty million quid's turning out to be a lot of money for. I for AWB. I, I said it. Yeah. I said it. But I'm a palace pessimist, and I want to listen. Right. <laughs> Last couple of questions on IU. Matthew Paul says, Hello, Matthew. providing IU keeps up this level of play, do you think we're in for another striker in January? No, but we should be. <laughs> we always do this. Someone has a good run of games and we're like, well, that's fixed. Yeah. <laughs> and then he yeah. gets injured or loses form. Yeah. Yeah. We definitely should be looking at somebody else. Of yeah, course I, we should. You, well, I, I, I'll trot this out uh, for the first time this season, but you'd, you'd hope that we were already looking for somebody, mm. uh-huh. wouldn't you? Rather than waiting until January the 1st and having to look at the squad to see who's injured and who do we need. But. Mm. I'd, You'd like I'd, to we have somebody earmarked right now. Yeah, I assume we have. We'll I mean, buy it on the 1st of January. Right back, right. certainly, you'd imagine. <coughs> I, there could be a, I feel like there'll be a loan. There'll be a strike alone in January. We, we love a loan in January. Yeah. not playing, is he? Tammy's playing. I, well, so. I think Batshuayi's not been on the bench for at least one of the games. He's certainly not got on. So I yeah, think in the, in the ongoing conspiracy theory stroke narrative of Wilf going to Chelsea I think Batshuayi coming back to us in January if he's not starting him and if, you know, you, I can understand why Lampard's looking to play the young players because it, it's a get out of jail free card for him uh, yeah. it, essentially how, yeah. how about this as a shout Wilf goes in January we sign Batshuayi on loan play him off the wing and Jordan stays down the middle yeah I'm resigned to the fact that Wilf's going Yeah, in and, January and, or next summer I, th- I think next summer's. I mm. still think Chelsea's the most likely outcome for him. Me too. Yeah. I genuinely do think that, and I, I don't think the, the, the Paris Saint Germain story was ever ever happening. I don't think he will go abroad. I think Chelsea is yeah. a, Chelsea's a better fit for him. He wants to stay in London. Batshuayi, by all you know, I'm not very good at the social media stuff. Certainly reading between the lines, but he seems to be dropping hints that he was happier. Palace wanted mm. him. Palace, in the summer, and we wanted him in the summer. Yeah. So I, if we're going to lose Wilf. I'd, I'd be happy getting a lot of money and Batshuayi, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. And there's always an argument for player, bringing players in that have paid on loan well for you. Yeah. If you sign yeah, them, yeah, you're yeah. so yeah. much more confident they already know the setup. Well, it's interesting because Cahill said, didn't he, in his interview after the Man United game, that one of the reasons he came to Palace was because Ruben Loftus Cheek yeah. spoke so highly of yeah. of, of us as a, as a club and as a group of fans. Yeah. And presumably Batshuayi felt the same way. And you'd think Batshuayi would start if Wilf, we haven't got Wilf. Mishy would start every game. You'd, yeah. you'd imagine, and I think starting him on the left. Yeah, well, you think is if, a really and good if, if Ayu yeah. keeps up this form, then it is. It's going to be impossible to drop him anyway. So I think it's only fair that he keeps playing. Final question then for this part from Aidan Grant. Hi, Aiden. Hi, Aiden. He said, "Would you Hi, have Aiden. believed it if they told you last year we'd have a successful front three that included Schlupp and Ayu?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. No. But yeah, this is football. This is, this yeah, is what well, happens. That's why we love well, it. Well, what, what is it we say in this situation? It's not just this is football. This is. Go on. Typical pass. Hey, there we go. That's actually the <laughs> longest we've waited to say that on the podcast. Right. Uh, so you can read that article, um, A Simple Switch has seen you Shine, but Townsend left in the shade, um, at The Athletic. Visit theathletic.co.uk forward slash FYP to start a 30 day free trial and receive 50% off your yearly subscription, which is just £2.50 a month. Right. After the break, we've got more questions from our listeners. Welcome back to the Five Plan Podcast. Hey! Hey! Pod 296. It's question time from our listeners. And the first question of this week goes to Jacqueline Ann Hardt. H-A-R-D-T. Hard. Hart. Jacqueline. She says, decisions going our way, last minute goals disallowed, <laughs> are we in an alternate universe 
Or, even less likely, are we a big club now? <laughs> Very good. It is nice, isn't it's it? Nice, it's yeah, nice. It's fun to get, know what it's like to feel like to be a big club. Well, it's strange. It's, again, it's one of those conversations we had after the game. It's like, oh, yeah, we were, it's about time we've had our fair share of bad decisions in the past. But unfortunately, we couldn't actually remember any. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't remember any actual, actual occasions when we'd been really hard. We just know there were loads. Yeah. But there was none. Yeah. With Clattenburg in the FA Cup final was the only one we yeah. could think of. But we couldn't actually come up with any games that we'd lost because of dreadful decisions like that. But it's... Yeah, I, I thought point. It, it was really... The only concession... That's the other annoying thing about the coverage on both Sky and match today is that they didn't even frame it by saying Palace played really well yeah. and they deserved to win. The only concession was that they kept Roy Hodgson in his uh, post-match conference saying, I'm not going to apologise for, for that refereeing decision because we deserve to win. But yeah, which is fair it's, it's, it is what it is. It's just we happen to be... And I mean, I still don't think it was an outrageous stroke of luck, but yeah, it's nice that we're sitting here with the win. Well, there was yeah, the couple fine. last yeah. week, wasn't there, at Old Trafford as well? Couple of penalty yeah, shouts, yeah, but shouts, but not nailed on. I don't know. I just feel you know. like in previous seasons they'd have all gone against us, and we'd be sitting here moaning. But it's quite nice to feel like well, things are going our way. Right. I think that's more worrying for Man United fans. As I was talking to one yesterday, it's like in, in years gone by at Old Trafford, he said that's a, we would have, they would have been nailed on. Penalty. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, because it's, it's more it's less a sign that we're becoming a big club. Is it's that United are becoming yeah, a smaller yeah, one? Yeah, essentially, that's very true. Yeah. In terms of. Uh, us being a big club, what was really nice was walking past all the Villa fans going into uh, into the away end, and they, it was like a massive day out for them, and not not because it was Palace per se, yeah, it was because yeah. it was you know their London, London, everything down there. You know, it's a, it's one of their first sort of away days yeah. back in the Prem and stuff. Yeah. But it was just really nice for to kind of walk in and thinking like this should be a bread and butter game for us, yeah. but it's a big occasion for them. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was really nice. It's their day out. It's, it's their cup be. final. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I feel I feel for the I assume there was a a, a, myth, a fictional seven year old Aston Villa kid he's gone to his first two away games the first one's at the new Tottenham ground and the second one's at Sellers Park Yeah. so he gets both ends of the yeah. Premier League scale. I was like Daddy this is not like Tottenham is it? <laughs> no, no son it's not this is very much not like Tottenham This is what football used to be like son yeah. <coughs> Bless you Sorry Bless you JD okay. You're right. Bless yep. you Okay next question is from at some palace guy Hi, some Palace guy. Hi, great name. He says, "Now that we're a top four club, does this mean <laughs> that Wilf won't leave us?" <laughs> well, let's see where we are in January, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> but yes, presume, we are a top four club. I'm assuming if you're an actual pessimist, guy, this must be quite difficult for you, isn't it? Seeing us in fourth? Not really. We're four games in. <laughs> <laughs> but you always judge. You always judge the season off the first four games, don't you? Isn't oh yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. do. Yeah. In, in the old yeah. days, in the, like the seventies and eighties, match of the day wouldn't show a league table until six games in. Really? Yeah. So you had to make your own up out of shoot the cardboard cutouts <laughs> in the cheap magazine, which I we did. Kind of, kind of gentler times, Chloe. When you're a Palace <laughs> fan, I think it's or any fan of a club that doesn't often end up this part of the table. It's nice to enjoy it. It is nice to enjoy it, but I'm just sat here thinking 31 more points and we're probably yeah, safe. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah, that no, is fair. fair. Yeah. Well, we are. I mean, it's our best ever But we've just got more time to get those 31 yeah, points exactly, in. Exactly, exactly. We've given us... God, that's 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 fun. I love it. Well, it's, well, I'll tell you what's even more annoying about both Match of the Day 1 and Match of the Day 2. Again, I pointed this out to them. Was that they mentioned the team in third and they mentioned the team who were in fifth <laughs> but overlooked to mention the team that were in fourth. <laughs> Which just plays into the narrative that they don't we genuinely don't like Palace. 
Yeah. There's a Brighton fan producer there somewhere, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, they're all, half of them are Brighton fans, all live in Brighton. Well, they're mainly Spurs fans, a lot of them live in Brighton, so there's an affinity with <laughs> There you uh, go. Brighton. There you go. There you go. There you go. But I, I just years. wanted to hear them say it out loud and Palace were in fourth. All yeah. those years yeah. I was thinking there was an agenda on match of the day. There is! Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> and it's not fair for our fans who are with restricted vision. I'm quite happy. You can't to... see the league table on telly and want to hear it said out loud <laughs> that we're fourth. That's that is very, point. that's the truest thing you said on this podcast for a long time. But speaking of do <laughs> you mean that's the truest thing I've said in this podcast? <laughs> in a long time. Like I used to come to your poxy little flat and, and get treated like a. That was once. Twice I went to your horrible right, flat. Twice. That was the second, that and the second was time, Ali was really keen for me not to go because she feared for my safety. <laughs> I've nurtured you like, well, like me, you're. I've, I've, nurtured, I've nurtured you two like little fledglings, and you, you tell me that I've been lying on the pod. Um, I'm wow, okay. Wow. Let's move on from right that, about that in the worms. athletic. Yeah. Um, Matt Woosner, make that your article next week. <laughs> you have to pay £2.54. <laughs> Jeez. Right. Speaking of getting points early, obviously, Palace, we know that Palace like to play bad in the first half of the season and then well in the second half. <laughs> and Chris Kay Hi, Chris. has got a question about that. Given our recent history of only playing well for half a season, does the good ish start have the panel worried? When do you expect the dip in form to begin? That's one for Chloe, I Obviously. think. Definitely one for Chloe. Obviously, I'm worried. I'm so worried. No, but, but I, that's, that's what Palace have done since the beginning of the Prem. We've gone in spells. Yeah. So there will be a dip, but the good thing is that we're laying the groundwork that the dip won't matter as much. Do you think under Roy that there's less likely to be dips like that? I feel like under Roy, even when we've not won games... In fact, JD Senior, my, my dad was saying on the post-match pod, we do this weird thing with Roy sometimes. We did it last season away at Brighton where we're doing okay and then we go down to the Amex and t- for no reason play terrible. Sheffield United a few weeks ago, for no reason yeah, play terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It's more that than it is patches of bad form. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess you're right. And I think it was it was us and West Ham last season, wasn't it, that you just didn't know what, what Palace yeah. was going to turn mm. up. Um, and and I, st- I still feel that. I still feel what Palace is going to turn up. But yeah, if we can make it more consistent, then, then brilliant. Um, but... The, Inevitably, in any season, there will be a patch where we don't play so well and we have a dip in form. But as I say, I think it's nice that we're laying the groundwork that that won't matter so yeah. much. Yeah, it's you, you know my view on stats and their untrustworthiness. <laughs> I know a percentage of your views on them. <laughs> <laughs> but it it turns out for all our all our pessimism in, nice. the, in the past. Yeah, so you get a lap of honour for, yeah. for a, I get well, told that. Well, that's because it's, well, it's not, it's not yeah. my job to make people laugh. That's true. <laughs> it's actually your job. But it's, it's, uh, it turns out for all uh, you know, the pessimism of one quarter of us today and, and the, the realism that we're, we're trying to inject that it's uh, statistically... St- 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 would you say that for me, James, please? No, no, statistically. Thank you. Uh, we're actually quite good. You know, in, yeah. in the last yeah. fifteen games, we're third in the, in the current form table. Oh, yeah, we're we're taking we're playing decent football, but it's it's been effective recently, and it's it's in the nature of all Palace fans to to assume it's going to come to a halt. But I I think that's why I'm so pleased with the international break. We can just enjoy it. For, I quite for the like moment. the fact that we're slightly, even though there's so much attention on the Premier League at every moment of every game, we're slightly going under the radar. That's absolutely, you know, and I think you were saying yeah. that we weren't. They, they mentioned the third place, the fifth place, and our place. I'm quite happy about that. Yeah, I'm quite cool. happy to keep under the radar. Yeah. Obviously, the, the, the managers and players of the opposition know exactly what, what we're about. Yeah. But as a team and as a club, you know, we're, it's... It, like, in about three or four weeks, we might be sat here all doom and gloom, having lost a couple of games. But at the moment, it feels good. It feels like there's something happening. Well, do you also, do you think, I think it feels 
that are in the ground somehow. <coughs> right? <coughs> I don't understand Saturday why. Did, definitely. Well, yeah. even the Everton game, it, it felt more positive in the stadium. And right from the kickoff on on Saturday, mm. and obviously after the Man U result, everyone was lifted. But it just felt the it felt to me like the players' names were cheered like that little yeah. bit more. Yeah. The atmosphere was all round the ground was that little bit more upbeat, and we sensed early on that we were probably the better team, uh, and it and it and it grew. I mean, the energy the, uh, after we scored the first goal, I was convinced we'd get another yeah. one or two, basically just because of the energy of the. How weird! I'm not too it? sure about the drum in the new, in the half weight, but the yeah. drum, there's a drum in the half weight. There's a drum in the half weight. They've basically yeah. got a drum, but they've forgotten that an integral part of drumming is rhythm, <laughs> and having a decent drum. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's literally like someone's gone like yeah yeah I'll just bring a kids tambourine that'll do that'll do yeah um, blimey I didn't even know that yeah. but um, it, might, it, it might I'm sure the HF, the HF will say the atmosphere is better because they're behind the goal now I don't think you'll ever be able to prove that but I do think the atmosphere is I think it helps a, that Palace are playing well yeah and it, they're it, trying it, to win games it does but it comes back to that other perennial argument we have in the pod about do fans affect the players, or the players affect yeah. the, the the fans? But it does feel They're both in there. Really. It's but it just feels like coming away from mm. Sellers Park on Saturday. Just like feel this feels like. Well, I really, I really, really enjoyed Saturday. Yeah, I genuinely. And most home games, you come away deflated about something. Yeah. I just had a really, really good day out, and it doesn't happen very often. Mm. And it was great. Do you, do you think if that goal had been allowed, you'd have come away thinking? About no, it? I'd be a yeah, no, Chloe Pet School of Palace supporting. Yeah, yeah. I'd be very. Uh, which which just proves that. that the, it's fine the margins. fine margins yeah, in this yeah, game, and as a supporter, we, we, it's all fine margins. As, you know, we we may draw our next two games, boring nil nils, and just be going, "What is going on?" Yeah. You know, who knows? But let's enjoy well, the moment point, now. Two points out of the next two games, two clean yeah, sheets. Happy, yeah, I'll I'll take that. I think after the, as, as, there was a question last week that basically said we should take stock after the Norwich game. So we got Tottenham Wolves, Norwich. Mm. I think that's, that's probably fair. F- probably fair because yeah. I think Wolves and Norwich, Wolves are definitely suffering. I think from the Europa League, uh, looking yeah. at they look really flat against Everton for a lot of the game, and Norwich are a team you'd hope we could beat. So yeah. I think there's more of a judge. But for the moment, I think we should just accept that Roy Hodgson is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We're going we're to be the Champions League. And, and, and that, as you as you alluded to earlier, that the annual league table for 2019. Palace are fourth behind yeah. City, Liverpool, and Arsenal. Thirty-seven points this yeah. year. Madness. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's it's that's crazy. that's not a stupid stat either. That's a proper stat. Yeah. And that's not like um, after fourteen minutes and yeah, then, yeah. then um, with the people with the left feet and like <laughs> a side parting, I've got eighty odd goals. Brilliant. Yeah. And you know, this this could be. Uh, I think later on in that article, Matt Woosnam talks about because it's it's our best home start to a Premier League season. Ever, yeah, in the, yeah, right. to, uh, in the Premier League. Certainly, since certainly this, I think ever, but certainly right. in this this, this last this block. run. But he, he mentions later on that if this if this is the season where we get what we've asked for, that the home form suddenly starts to match the away form, then it, this could be the season we finish top ten, which is the next thing we want. Wouldn't it be very that the away form then falls away and we don't? Well, we thought that was, but after the Man U result, yeah, I don't think there's any yeah. fear of that I, happening, I can't see that happening because, yeah. as I say, Roy Hodgson is just get good at getting two lines of four yeah. and getting us on the break. I I can't see that not working. Because it works away. Uh, yeah, yeah, unless teams start sitting off us when we go to them and ask us to break we'll them then we'll just get a nil-nil draw. Yeah. Exactly. Um, we do have a question on the drum, actually, from Rob Wall. Hi, Rob. Okay. He says, Hi, Rob. if the FH drummer left Palace, would he get a call up to the England band? 
<laughs> Not yet. <laughs> I think he'd need to work his way up through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Probably have to go to a bigger club, wouldn't he? And then, like, I've never, yeah. I've never heard drumming that sounds embarrassed. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, there was nothing to, off the. You know, normally you can't help yourself, even if you're walking through Soho and there's, there's, you hear a street band, or I'll tell you, you hear a drum. You normally you can't stop yourself tapping your feet or. At the end of it, you, yeah. it feels like there needs to be some response, but none of us knew what... We all wanted to help and join in, but none of us knew what to do at the what end of happening? each... I think we each, should put the, the Homesdale drummer yeah. and the Arthur drummer in a room together and do a little bit of sort of like, you know, drum peer, off. peer mentoring. Workshop. Skill sharing. Mm. Nice, you know? yeah. <laughs> Skill nice. sharing, yeah. Well, that's yeah. nice. Maybe over the course of the season on this podcast, we can have updates on how the Arthur weight drummer's doing and yeah, see yeah. if they're progressing. Oh, no, we wish them well. I mean, we, yeah. hope, we hope... They could be the Jordan IU of drumming. We could be. We hope for better things for them. Of course they do, but, you know... Just yeah. start with a simple beat and then you can have flourishes <laughs> yeah. later. It's the Roy Hodgson, <laughs> the Roy Hodgson approach. Okay. Roy would do a very simple beat on the drum. Um, speaking of which, Toby Kinder... Hi, Toby. Hi, Toby. ...says, with IU and Cahill in, does the starting eleven that started against United and Villa contain more of a Roy's type of player than any previous? Oh, I think so. I think... He he clearly loves Jordan Ayew. Yeah. Uh, and he talked very at great length about his defending. He said the reason we beat United was because Ayew's other job was to sit on top of Pogba, yeah. stop him passing the ball about. Mm. He spoke again on Saturday about his defensive work, which, which we probably don't see because we're not experts like Roy's. We probably don't see that as much in terms of his covering yeah. at the back. But And Cahill is clearly a yeah, you know, the solid professional, like Kelly and Ward are, yeah. are Hodgson players. Yeah, Camarasi, it may may not be. It's, it's interesting. May have, I don't think ever was a Hodgson player, and it's probably strange. Reedavell clearly isn't a Hodgson player. He was rubbish against Colchester. He was. I was, was, I was really Oops, upset. Sorry, was yeah, <laughs> I was really upset. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Come on, guys, keep up, keep up. <laughs> I am surrounded by comedians. You There's are, three yeah, comedians yeah. around me, and they're all just floundering. It's because of your jazz timing, that's the thing. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about them. You've got the same timing as the overweight drum. Yeah. But it's, uh, <laughs> I was, the the thing, because I've been one of the few people arguing for the Riedervald to come in to the team this season, because he's technically really gifted, he played in the Champions League, but just he's not physically... Yeah. I don't think he's strong enough for, he, for this league, and it's disappointing because... We'll probably say the same about Meyer. It's probably like, yeah, they really. Yeah, I thought Meyer was going to be like Johnny Williams, like, even though he's small, still strong enough to withstand the buffet. And I don't, I don't think he's ever going to get used to the pace of the, of the Premier League. And it's the same with yeah. Riedervald. But I don't Re- think Hodgson ever had any intention of. I well, mean, Riedervald had that one brilliant game man, against City. Yeah, Riedervald had that one brilliant game against City when the nil-nil draw. Yeah, but I, he's not a Hodgson player. Yeah. You know, Hodgson doesn't trust. Flair players. He likes the Cahills of this world, the, the Kellys and the Wars, the players who, who have positional responsibility. Van Arnold, to a sense, isn't really a Roy player. Mm. I don't. I, I was don't about think. to say Guaita, maybe isn't. Maybe isn't a yeah. Roy keeper. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think that's probably a good. I agree. A, a good point. But he's playing so well. Yeah, but you can't argue at the moment with with the, the outcome with well, the results and the stats. And, yeah, well, the stats. The stats. The stats. Also, it's all about the stats. <laughs> but also, we've seen again at the end of the season, as Chloe said. We we start to score goals in the last ten games. Yeah, we we the games we do win early on, we're winning one nil, and then when we kind of get safer, we're playing more open. Because you can play expansive football in Roy's system. Mm. It's just that he chooses not to until he, such time well, yeah, as he yeah. as he as he feels he can let us off the leash. But at the moment, you can only say he's he's doing a brilliant job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Point and gyro. 
Uh, I was just going to say in the game. Um, <laughs> Sorry, what was that? Didn't happen. <laughs> when uh, I was before the game, I was saying to my mate like, "Oh, he he both looks like Svelter, but but more solid." Yeah. Um, and I thought, you know, he's he's lost a bit of weight and put on a bit more muscle, and I was really excited to see him. But he was wasteful. Yeah. He just gave the, the ball away and. Our League One or League Two? League, League two. two. League Two. You can't be playing like that against a yeah, League yeah. Two team. He he looked he looked really. So cool. I'm surprised that the media didn't make more of a fuss about us being knocked out by a League Two. Yeah, because it's a big story. Because it was pens. Maybe so. Yeah, but I I think I suppose psychologically, if you read about it, it must be really difficult if you're sitting there thinking. I was playing in the Champions League three years ago. Yeah. And now I'm playing against. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. yeah. 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 <laughs> that must be. And he, knowing full well that he probably won't be playing in the next league game. Well, because so there was the rumours. Did he go yesterday? Cause no. So Paderborn FC apparently yeah. in in, the, in Germany, uh, it broke down reportedly because his wage demands were high or something right. like that. So no, he didn't go. And on that, Surrey Graham. Hi, Surrey. At Addiscombe Gray has said, "Is Gyro Palace's Winston Bogard?" <laughs> I, sort of state is with guys at Chelsea for years never played more than okay, 40 grand okay. a week and just sat there well, and took the money it's actually quite an interesting comparison it, it is except I think we all know that Bogard chose to do that uh, I think Riedewald would actually want to play but Bogard and his agent quite said out loud we're happy to stay we don't want to move we're not going to get as much money as Chelsea ludicrously were playing, paying him at the time so we'd be quite happy he's, he'll play in the under 23s until mm. his contract wears down because he's getting £40,000 a week for not playing football he's alright he doesn't mind he's let's Dutch. upgrade he's... him he's our Alexis Sanchez yeah maybe yeah that's <laughs> yeah. a better comparison because I do think Riedewald would want to would want to that's play that's so generous yeah <laughs> really generous but he played left back against Mouhoun didn't he yeah. Yeah, yeah which is really like very very disappointing yeah and, and we... even when Wilf came on and was playing off the left his link up was was it? Oh, was it, it was, really? And you could see Wilf getting frustrated. Yeah, yeah. And oh, that's that's unlike Wilf, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With his own players. What was that bit? Remember that bit in the game on Saturday when was it? Wilf and Luca had a little. Luca had a little to do. What was all yeah, that about? I missed that as well. There's a little bit I, of a scrap they had. People have talked about it. I don't know. I missed yeah, it. Yeah, well, I think it was. I think it was. So I think Wilf got the ball and was was so had it his feet and should have just got rid of it. It was in our third, and I think Luca might have given him a bit of an, an earful about it. But do you mind that? It's like the Mane Salah thing on, on yeah. Saturday. Well, it's, 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 also, it's passion, isn't it? It's also... In, Cahill, yes no. Cahill did it to Van Arnold early on in the yeah. United game, and you, you, you can argue that it's a sign of an unhappy team. I think it's a sign of grown-ups doing what they should do. No, it's not. <laughs> yeah, literally. I'm, no, not literally. No, you're on fire. Yeah, you're on fire. Your hair what? makes it look like you're no, literally doesn't. on fire. What are you on about? You're talking to me. You're talking to me. <laughs> I think it wouldn't be such a problem if uh, Wilf wasn't perhaps in a mental state that he potentially is at the moment because I thought he looked really disinterested on the weekend and it was just he was happy to sort of pick the ball up and attack but anything else he wasn't really that interested and I'm I was I'm kind of caught between should we pander to him or should mm. we take a hard line with him so should Luca be kind of going like you know arm round yeah. him or should he be going in hard on him I'm not sure what's going to be the most effective yeah, yeah, yeah me neither. I think in the heat of the moment having played Sunday football at the very <laughs> even I can't very believe very it I've <laughs> played Sunday League football at a very low level you haven't got time to put your arm around a player in, yeah. the, in the game I think that yeah. comes afterwards and it's, yeah. and it's an interesting one with Wilf and I suspect this will rumble on it's like because the way he's playing at the moment and like you say he's playing alright he's being professional 
but there's no real spark there. There's no it's, passion. There's no passion, and mm. that's noticeable. And I think it, it's you almost wonder whether that's deliberate. So we we be less concerned when he inevitably. Mm. He's doing the sort go. of the like distancing himself so in a break a little, up. a little bit, yeah. yeah. Whether it's you don't know whether it's subconscious. But do you, do you but think he a... could do that as a professional football? No, I think, I think he's still. I think he's, I think he's being professional. I think he's he's, and it, he might be. He's he's playing to instructions, but he's lacking that little bit of mm. magic. It's noticeable with a player like Wilf because when he's on, yeah, it, of course, because he's so, so good. Obvious. Yeah, absolutely. No, no two. He's not down in tools. Yeah, but he's not. Actively thrusting those tools in the face of the opposition. Yeah, very, very, very good. good. Very good. Very good. Very good. Yeah. I wonder where you're going with that, but I liked it. <laughs> uh, right. She's the right tool, this one. Final. No, Should you be doing wonderful. that with tools? Feels quite aggressive, doesn't it? No, it depends no, no, no. in what the context well, is. Well, if, if you want to win... If the opposition's <laughs> throw got, those a, tools. got a leaky water pipe and you're thrusting the wrench in their face, then you're doing them a good thing. Anyway, um, we're going to end the pod in a minute, actually, on a couple, couple uh, I'm more athletic, questions. I'm amazed you to this bit. <laughs> There's going to be no uh, preview for the Spurs game on the fourth, which I believe is the fourteenth, Kevin, isn't it? I've, off the yeah. top of my head, I think, I think yes, it is. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because we're going to have an international break podcast next week. We'll do that. <laughs> so we're going to finish. No sense out context. I'm just going to. I'm just going to say it here. He's just edited a bit out, listeners, to make it make himself sound better. So you can you can't keep editing the rest of it. I can and I will. Um, so <laughs> the final questions come from uh, Louis Teague. Hi, Louis. Hi, one, Louis. Of, one of our patroners who says two words: European tour. And Andy Hill that be great. says, is it more likely that we'll be playing Barcelona in the Champions League or Brentford in the Championship next season? Oh, oh this the second <laughs> I think we should ask Chloe that question. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a typical, that's a debutant's question. I'm yeah. not sure Barcelona will get into the Champions League. Good, good point. Good uh, answer. I've, 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 I'm still... Oh, yeah, that is a good answer. Yeah. yeah. I'm still... Remember we got into the Intertoto Cup yes. and we played Trasbonspor yeah. and we got played off the pitch in the yeah. first leg and then I think they beat us 3-0 at home and then comfortably beat us away. But I've still, all my life, as a, from the age of seven, when I was obsessed with Sabutio kits, just dreamt. And I'd, you know, people say to me, oh, what, if it, what if it impacts the season after? I don't care. Don't care. Yeah. I just, if we can get a trip to Switzerland in a Europa qualifying game. I just... In July. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, but I just got this vision of a, a square in a sleepy town somewhere full of yeah, Dallas fans. Yeah, it would be amazing. And we, and we, it would be so amazing. Yeah, and we boss some mid-table Swiss. I went, well, I went to Burn in our pre-season friendly. I know you that, did. And you, we lost 2-0 we were absolutely was, terrible, but it was a good, it was a good weekend because out. Because you and, <laughs> and Streety sent... 300 amusing pictures of the Wankdorf Stadium. <laughs> At least 300 Why wouldn't, why wouldn't you do that? That's what the... Why would you reason to go? The football every was the worst part of the Every whole single one of you. Is, it's, it's you and Norwich's manager and Streety. <laughs> Jesse, yeah. literally wetting themselves laughing every, just pointing at different signs saying <laughs> Wangdorf <laughs> it's just such a great weekend while Endicott and I just getting them you could I could yeah I live about four, four miles from Endicott I could hear him tutting from where I live <laughs> and, and he could hear me tutting as well now, Ali's going what are you tutting at so I can't even begin to show you Ali because you like JD and you <laughs> right Barcelona or Brentford mmm I mean, Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, it's going to be Barcelona. We, don't, we, we look like... And it's interesting that the novelty... I should have said this earlier but when we talked about the atmosphere. The novelty clearly hasn't worn off for us about being in the Premier League. But we look like a competent Premier League team. So not the Sheffield United game, but we responded to it like a competent... We're learning. We look like Touchwood, because I'm as pessimistic as you are, but it looks... 
We look like a competent Premier League. Yeah, we're fourth is probably yeah. not a fair reflection, obviously, but we'll take it. But that doesn't look to me like a team. That looks to me like a team that, even without additions to the squad, will be fine. And it's, we, we're going to get yeah. to be a competent team for two weeks as well. Oh, the international break. Yeah. And we'll come back in two weeks' time and, and we're about losing to Spurs. This is why we shouldn't have a pod next week, because we're leave gonna... people with memories. Let us <laughs> let that two weeks ago. That was a good we're pod. we do a special international break <laughs> podcast. And that's it. Chloe, thanks for joining us. Thank you so yeah. much for having me. It's been lovely. Brilliant having you on. Kevin, You're James. Welcome. Thank you. As ever. Yeah, the uh, truest thing you ever said. <laughs> no, I'm never going to let you forget that. You know how resentful and surly I can be. I know. And I still <laughs> stick by it. Um, thank you for listening. There will be a pod next week during the international break, so keep an eye out for that. But in the meantime, enjoy the international break with Palace in a Champions League spot. And we'll see you again soon. Goodbye. Bye. Si tu día suena algo como... Necesitamos el reporte ya mismo. Tú te mereces una modelo. Si no bajas los brazos al escuchar... ¡Dos más! ¡Dos más! Tú te mereces el sabor refrescante de esta lager dorada. Y si no te rindes al oír... Tú te mereces esta cerveza elaborada para aquellos con un espíritu luchador. Modelo, la marca de los luchadores. Todo con medida importado por Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Sports Social Podcast Network.